Hello, everybody. I have Pippa with me, and today we had a conversation about aliens, past lives. We talked about uh, Atlantis for a little bit. Hitler was brought up, just to keep that in mind, so, you know, but it was all good. And then on top of that, we talked about Dolores a little bit, Pat, her sessions, QHHT. And for this episode it will be part of the series that i'm kind of trying to work out the name it will be mysteries from the quantum realm or maybe i'm going to go with mysteries from the you know the stargate or the quantum stargate which one are you thinking which one you feel like has a better ring i was trying to put the stargate because it. it is mysterious yeah mysterious because it's so the I was sure Stargate, but if I do Stargate, I can use my my logo into it, connect yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, or it could still be round, but so <laughs> that's serious. This will be episode two. This is something that I'm working on. This is something that I'm going to be coming out with and working on that series. Is that now you know just be based a conversation, to, you know, just us talking about past lives, QHHT. And so on and then anything else that comes up and we talked about all kinds of interesting things so yeah i can, Maybe I can I'm, th I'm thinking i'm thinking a collaboration too we can have a collaboration with something so we'll hold absolutely. that space for that mm. absolutely so you're in new zealand is there anything going on with the queen passing is there like ceremonies yeah we, we have the 26th off which is a week on monday nice three-day weekend but I'm, I'm working that weekend so it doesn't really matter but at the same time i think they're just they've had a few little like parades and setting fireworks off and you know just a few little like things to kind of celebrate her but what's quite interesting was when philip passed a few months ago i remember saying to chris she hasn't got long left i don't think she'll get past like you know the end of the year really i just kind of felt that with her and it's kind of i've noticed it with a lot of people elderly people when one dies the other kind of follows it's like the exactly. contract's done the contract's done so mm -hmm. especially if you've had a very long long relationship and been in that kinship for you know over 50 years say i've noticed it with a few people that have recently you know left the planet they've the 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 soulmates kind of followed you know right right yeah i mean you, you've been together for all those years you got that bond and then now you lost that individual so you know it's human nature to all right time to time to close this book and yeah. in this chapter i was just wondering which i were doing in new zealand about everything that happened yeah i think over here i'm pretty sure our flags are half staff so i mm -hmm. saw two flags half staff so i'm pretty sure that's what it's for but we shall see what kind of energies change, you know, yeah, there's been some energy afterwards. Happening. Yeah, like COVID and all these different things happening right now. It's just, it's part of the ascension of the planet, isn't it? It's that the, these change, they chose to leave at this time, didn't they? For whatever reason to, to the help. I just believe everything in the planet right now is happening in divine, divine order. There's nothing that isn't happening that shouldn't be happening. Yeah, I know. I keep hearing it multiple times. Like everything's happening the way it needs to happen. Everything's doing what it needs to be doing. You're on the right track. You're on the right path. Mm -hmm. like, All right, cool. I'll go to work <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, so I think 
I was just oh. going to say about COVID, like how I just kind of, COVID really was a blessing in a disguise because it, the amount of awakening since I kept seeing, when I was meditating the other week, I kept seeing seeing the phrase, COVID made us conscious, COVID made us conscious. And I was like, that's so true. Like, I do feel like these big disasters that happen on the planet, they're just meant to shake the collective to look within you know that's why we were in the lockdowns weren't we to what else did we do we just stayed indoors and we did you know some people just started to explore more of themselves and they weren't in their usual life they were in a different life and they were forced to look elsewhere and that's kind of I think why the awakenings were happening you know so COVID kind of did make a lot of people conscious when did you start doing QHHT last year last year okay did um for this next question i noticed uh, it'll be a more of a statement now but i noticed like a lot of qhht practitioners their services kind of went up a little bit because now people are like what's this all about what's going on Curious, let yeah. me look into this you know now i have free time now i have this and i feel like i i need to work on me now and so mm -hmm. a, a quite quite a few practitioners their services were in high demand so i was yeah and i, I think one. dolores was kind of pushing people down that way because she does come through people's dreams and channeling sessions so i think she knew this was going to happen obviously and i think because i did i did read this i don't know if, if you read this but nostradamus i'm sure he predicted covid didn't he and she was channeling him for years. So I think, I wonder if she's up there with him now saying, okay, COVID's happened. Let's uh, let's get an influx of people to go and do QHHT. I was one of them, you know, so I think that's probably what she's done. She's kind of planted these seeds like she did with my partner. You know, she came through my partner's dream and that was that was definitely a big sign for me. Yeah, let's talk about that. So you, you mentioned your partner, Dolores came through his dream and he channeled Dolores too, correct? Yeah, so, so... How did that all happen? Well, we were separated because of COVID. So we had 18 months apart. Chris was in New Zealand and I was in the UK and we were doing a lot of spiritual work. And I'd heard of Dolores and my Reiki master told me to read Jesus and the Essenes. So I kind of, you know, I bought the book, haven't read it yet, but I know that I'm going to be reading it at some point in divine timing. But anyway, I just kind of heard her and I thought, why is she coming into my... Why is she coming into into my vision, you know, in, into my life? There's obviously a reason. So I didn't know anything about QHHT. And then next minute, QHHT was coming upon my Instagram, my Facebook, you know, it was kind of just on, you know, people's posts. So I looked into it and I just thought, oh, it's another tool. Let me just stay with what I've got. I don't need to keep doing loads of things. <laughs> but again, the calling never leaves, does it? It was there every day. And when my partner channels, he channels at night. So when he goes to sleep, he puts the I am Moses code on, which we listen to every night. And he goes through the spiritual doorway and he just sees who's there. And every morning, if he remembers, he'll write everything down. So this time, and bearing in mind, Chris hadn't really heard of Dolores. He'd looked into like Michael Newton's work and Brian Wise and Dick Supton. So he'd kind of like, you know, he'd he'd knew about the, them more so. He'd heard of Dolores's name, but he never knew much about her. So he had this, he had this, you know, he went into this, he went to the door, he went through the door and on the bench where he sits and talks to whoever's there, there was a little old lady, I won't say little, <laughs> but you know, there was a, there was a little old lady there and he asked who it was. And she said, my name's Dolores Cannon. 
and he told she, she told him the year she was born the year she died and told him to read the convoluted universe book one now bearing in mind he didn't even know what that book was he never heard of it so to give a specific book was pretty profound and but then I was kind of questioning at the time, do I do QHHT? Should I, should I not? You know, I kind of was thinking about it. It just come into my, into my, into my life. So when Chris told me about that vision, I was like, there's my sign. She's come through. She's telling Chris to read a book. This is my time to go and do, to do QHHT. So I didn't waste another minute. I just signed up and did it. And I did it over Christmas last year. So I was in lockdown. I was I actually was studying when I had COVID. I got COVID on Boxing Day, so I just stayed and just uh, spent, <laughs> you know, four weeks just like just immersing myself in in the level one, and that's how I kind of got into QHHT, which is pretty amazing. Nice, nice. So did he read convoluted? He did. Uh, yeah, he's one? reading. He's reading book three at the moment. I think. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. So he's up on three. I've read all of the convoluted universe series, and number two is my favorite. And so I was just wondering what he thought about the first one or even the second one. Yeah, I'll ask him that. He'll he'll listen to this episode, so I'm sure he'll reach out and yeah, let you know. tell him to send me an email. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. You mentioned the book Jesus and everything. That was one of the books I was going to buy at the event where they were having a class because they'll sell the books as well. And my mom was with me and I asked her, I'm like, hey, they got this book on Jesus. And I was like, I know you're very, you know, you're getting more religious and everything. I was like, would you be interested in this book? I said, I'll get it for you. And she goes, no, you don't have to. She's like, I'm good where I'm at. I was like, I don't know this, this book. Could probably teach you a few things that might be a little different no, I'm good. She's like, you know, she's like, pretty much what she was saying was like, I, I, Jesus is in my heart. So, and that's what counts. I was like, okay. I said, yeah, I, one day I'll read the book, uh, the Nostradamus book as well. That's another one that's on my list to read. And then uh, the, the book about Jesus as well. And, and I think that's, I think she has 13 books. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of getting through between death and life, and I think Chris has read that one. There's one I can't think which one it was, but I was reading it, and it's where she's where she's speaking to Phil. Phil's one of her clients, and he's going to all the different planets. And okay. which one is that now? I can't think which it is, but it's funny because the client I had yesterday that was probably one of the profound ones where it reminded me of the ones that she put in her books, you know, where she would obviously use them as subjects to go and, you know, go and travel to different realms and mm -hmm. different planets. And I was kind of like, Oh, I can't wait for that. I can't wait for a client like that because I think I'd want the clients come back and be like a subject so I can kind of go and explore. But uh, yeah, that was kind of <laughs> off guard yesterday. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. You can have multiple sessions, get multiple knowledge things down. <laughs> so you mentioned that you had a, client that came in yesterday that was talking yeah. about conversation or something or something that related yeah. to yeah i was really blown about? away well the thing is i've had as you know jason because you do qhht every client's so different and every past lives they go to are completely different there's not one that's the same and yesterday a lady who i've been working with she came for a session and I didn't expect it because she was quite shy and she, you know, she had really healing energy, like really sweet, loving energy. And I thought, 
I just thought, I wonder how this is going to go. Like, you know, because you, ha- you kind of have an intention for the client and you want them to have the best, you know, session they can and get out what they want from the session. And, but she was so calm and she was so like excited, which was really nice. So when, when she came off the cloud, she, 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 she said, I can see red sand. And I was like, well, we don't really have red sand on this planet. So that was kind of a big, like, like a, what do you call it? Like a bit, okay, wow, that's a bit. And then she said she's in some sort of wait. She's in a, she's in a waiting room. And I was like, okay. But as you know, when you're doing the past lives, you're trying to see what they see. And it was because I've only done about 36 sessions now, something like that. So I'm still learning. I'm still like, you know, kind oh, that's of. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so, awesome. yeah, thank you. So, you know, but I, I so before I carry on with her story, I remember speaking to Suzanne and uh, the, my first five sessions for the intern, they were challenging. They were really challenging. And I remember Suzanne saying, well, Dolores sends you challenging ones because she, she you can handle it. She won't send you any people that you can't handle. So I'll mention those after I've spoken about the client yesterday. But so this one wasn't a challenge. It was just it was a deep one. We were talking for like 35 minutes in that life. So she she was a, a an information collector. So she wasn't male or female. Uh, she was just an energy. She was a form. She didn't have feet. She floated. And she had human hands that looked like human hands, but her head was gray and it was Oh, like oval but round and she said she would collect information using a leather satchel but her whole body was covered in leather satchels so that's where the information would would mm. she collect the information into the satchel so i said to you know i'm trying to think okay and i have actually posted the the life on my podcast today because i asked her for permission she said yeah because i think the the information for the people as you know it's not just for me and her it's for everybody and she mentioned the wall. She said, we store the information in the wall. And I was like, okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> so I was like, Where, where's this wall? And how I kind of saw it was, it's in. It's just in the universe. It's just a wall up in the universe. It's it's oh, just, okay. and I, as I saw it, the wall is the all-knowing. It's, it's where all the information is stored. And she was talking about humanity and that, you know, she, she can access nine dimensions she mentioned about um there was explosions in space and then new planets would be created so she'd have she'd be sent there by the wall to collect the information before life is on the planet mm. and i'm just there like i'm just going this makes sense but it's just the first kind of life i've gone to with a client where i'm like i'm really intrigued i, w- I want to know more like so it was you know, and then eventually she said you know that's that's all you need to know so we moved on to another life but anyway she was just talking about not all planets have life. Not all planets are connected to this wall. The earth is connected to the wall. And I said, how can people connect to the wall? She said, you know, just by, you know, connection, meditation. And she said, but you are connected as in me. I was like, that's good to know. Thank you. And then <laughs> and and like, it was just, am I connected was, to this wall? <laughs> yeah. And I, it, so obviously how I was kind of seeing it in my mind's eye was that this wall is just this, you know, I wouldn't say it's God or the universe. I would just say it's where the information is stored. It's where we can access. It's where we all can access the universal truths. As she said in the past life, this is the universal truths. So I was saying, do these change? She said, yes, as, as the universe changes, as it expands, 
and you know some some planets will you know will will disappear so it's kind of like and then she was talking about we don't have time it's just circular everything's circular just going round and round and then she spoke about I was like, well, how, how are you created? You know, how are you born? She said, we just are. We just are. There's no, like, beginning or end. So I'm like, oh, okay. And I was like, so do more of you be- get created? She said, no, we're, we're just a, cons- a constant existence. And I'm like, this is just wild. Like, just, I'm I'm smiling as she's, as she's <laughs> under and I'm just, and then she's talking about, and I said, do you know any of this information? Can you share this information? Like, you know, obviously you're collecting it, but can you look at this information and and tell us any of it? And she said, no, we just collect it and store it, collect it and store it. The information is for the species. It's for life. It's connected to everything. So I was like, right. Mm. And like, because I'm getting goosebumps, like I can feel I'm getting all like, oh, because it was just for people to listen to it. I have posted it on my podcast today just to listen to it and to take in just because she even was whispering like this you know when she was doing the past life and it was so nice and it was just I had to lean in I was like what like speak up so a bit. can you speak up? yeah yeah so I had to kind of like amplify it on the on the editing because it was she was really quiet and I think on a whole just listen me listening back to it because it was just I think people need to hear it and as you said, like these past lives that even Dolores had gone to with her clients, she shared them in a book because they're not only for the client, they're for the collective. Right. So, and even the client, when she came out of the hypnosis, she's like, I did not expect that. And she's just, she was just absolutely over the moon. So, you know, for the full, the full thing, you can go and listen to it, but it was just about the connection, the universal truths that we all have access to that. We all, so for me, the message was to access it and know that universal truth is there for you to connect to. It's, and and these, these, these beings are collecting it for you. So just send thanks to them and send gratitude to them. Cause when you look up at the sky at night, it was quite cold here last night. Me and Chris sat stood outside last night and we just saw the Milky Way and you can see just slightly the haze. That's my favorite thing to do with the Hubble mm. field and the, the James Webb photos that have just come out. And then it made me think about when you just look up at night and you see all those stars and you just, you get lost. Like, where do we come from? Why are we even here? Like, what, what's the, per- what, you know, what was all of, all of it? <laughs> yeah, your mind goes over and over and over. So, and it makes me happy. It makes, it gives me that spark. It gives me that life. So that's what it felt like in the life. It was, it was, she was showing me that there is that life. There is other beings that we can't even comprehend in our brain. That are, that are collecting this information for us so for me it was about saying to them thank you for being who you are because for you collecting information is so we can pass the knowledge on and we can pass these universal truths on to our generation and because it's like you, you know jason when you channel something or you you learn something it's like you're awakening something you already knew so for All me right. when i did qhht i said to chris i feel like i already know it because it's obviously something I've learned in a past life. It's a universal truth that we all know. We all come from that truth. So, yeah, it was a really good session. Gotcha. Now, you mentioned your podcast. And this your session with your client is on your podcast. So if someone's interested in finding your podcast, how would they find it? It's called The Conscious Combo, and it's on all the major platforms. So I know we're going to actually post this on both our on our podcast. So... I'll put your 
your notes on my notes and you can put my notes on your notes. So yeah, just go on my website. Perfect. I am pippaleslie.com and then you'll just find it on there. It's on all major platforms. Perfect. And I'll have a link in the description to her podcast. So you can uh, just click on the link and you can find it quicker. <laughs> and you let me know what yours is so I can put yours on for my listeners. Uh, mine should be QRE Network. So if anybody's listening to this on, on Pippa's podcast, mine should be QRE Network. Now, I did change the name, but it should still be QRE Network. At first, it was Quantum Research Enlightenment, but I shortened it yeah. so I can make it easier. <laughs> like QHHT, it's so much easier to say than Quantum Healer Hypnosis Technique. <laughs> Correct. Exactly. <laughs> So was anything else interested in um, in that session? Did anything else interesting come from it? I'm trying to think because we only had time to do two lives because the session got to almost two hours. But yeah, I'm trying to recall anything else that came through that was quite interesting. Oh, and I was asked her how she traveled. She said she just thinks of the place and she's just instantly there. And I was like, great. Wish I could do that. Just, just can I just go home to the UK and see mom and dad? Just think <laughs> of it and be there. <laughs> so yeah, that was quite interesting. Uh, and yeah, I just, I, I think I want to keep listening to it just to take in. I think, I think even for me, when you listen to things over and over again, that's why I always ask the client in the hypnosis, you know, how many times should the client listen to the recording? And they say two, three, five, ten 10 times. The more you listen to something, I feel like it integrates deeper into your soul. So for anyone who's had QHHT and they've got the recordings, I would say that is even if you've even if you if your higher self said twice, don't be afraid to listen to it more than twice because you do integrate. It's like when you read a book for the second and third time, you take you take in more, don't you? And you watch a movie for a second time, you you see different things. So yeah, I think listening to her past life again is going to integrate more so I can share more. Has uh, Dolores Cannon ever came through any of your uh, sessions? No, she hasn't. But I always feel like she sat there watching me. Like sometimes when I first started off, I was quite nervous, as as you would be, because you don't want to mess up and you want to give them a good session. And I and how I how I felt more confident was I imagined Dolores was sat next to me, and that nice. kind of helped. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, when I'm in a pickle, I'm like, "What would Dolores Cannon do?" You know, yeah, yeah, she yeah. <laughs> she never came through, but she was mentioned in the session, and that she is well loved. And I was like, okay, but nothing uh, was brought forward, like no like communications about it. But I was like, okay, okay, that's cool. But I will say that was pretty cool when I was in. This was probably like left the training i'm done i'm opening up shop i'm cleaning out my office so i can have clients lay in my office and everything and this one lady came for a session and she she started uh, talking about an anubis she's like there's this egyptian god she's like i i don't know how to pronounce his name she called him anubi anubas um and i was like anubis and then she goes, yeah, yeah. And I was like, matter of fact, it, I have a, like a little statue right here, you know, and I showed it to her. She goes, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, that's it. She goes, that's what the picture came through. And so next thing you know, we go through the session. And sure enough, she's like, Anubis is here. I'm like, oh, what you mean Anubis is here? <laughs> I like, here, here? <laughs> 
So next thing you know, we were asking him questions and want to know, like, it was pretty cool, like, why he has a dog face, you know, is it just a mask? Is it really his face kind of thing? And it was a good answer to it. And it was pretty much saying, like, a familiarity that when you see a, a man with a dog face that you know that it's Anubis. And then on top of that, it dealt with a man's best friend, you know, yeah. that mankind has a relationship with animals like dogs and stuff so that's the other reason for it and then so evidently he travels to planet to planet and i was like oh i did not know that i, I thought he was just stuck here so those sessions the videos on guardians of magic but i did post those atlantis and ancient egypt videos or audios on the podcast for qre network so if anybody's interested, I really want to listen to those because what's quite funny, Jason, is I'm a massive Egyptian history nerd. And oh, nice. Yeah. Every, so I spoke to Lily Blige yesterday. She's a QHHT level three and she mentioned Egypt. And every time I'm talking to someone, Egypt gets brought into the mix. So they're my little signs to say, you know, like just a little. So every time you mention Egypt, I'm just smiling because I actually wear the Ankh. You can probably see I wear the Ankh. I saw and, that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm actually studying uh, Sekhem Reiki at the moment. So it's pronounced Sekhem. It's with the K. And it's quite interesting because I've been listening to the History of Egypt podcast. I've just started. I've just found him, Dominic. And they're very more about, you know, the histo the real history that they find and but I'm more curious about the healing they did and the spiritual connection they had and things like that. And he's actually opened my mind up a lot with, you know, Sekhem, you would relate to Sekhmet, which is the goddess of war and destruction and power. So he kind of opened my eyes up today about all the gods kind of mingling together, but they all, they were certain, you know, they were certain goddesses like or gods like Hathor who, uh, you know is more about protection and healing so it's interesting how we kind of say oh well Sekhmet is the is the goddess of healing but she probably isn't so it's I am learning I'm learning mm. a lot and it's 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 interesting to get other people's takes on it and their perspective because I think there's not just one perspective is there and that's the key of life isn't it we all see things differently and we all have different perspectives you know and and that's the beauty of life isn't it we all bring our unique our uniqueness to the world absolutely absolutely yeah for me for ancient egypt i kind of like like a little bit of everything i like what the historians are saying what they're thinking i also like to hear what the whether it's ancient aliens or wh whoever those guys yeah the the channel inside of it the spiritual yeah. side of it because it's the, the same with everything side. yeah yeah and the stuff that they, no one wants to talk about side, like the conspiracies of ancient Egypt as well, you know, yeah. who built it, who did not build it. I just never asked that question. I'd never asked the question of how the Egyptians healed because they clearly had connection and they had, you know, they were so in tune. And I just feel like, you know, and I asked the question, how do they heal? And that's when I, I kind of started to channel the Sekhem. Sekhem kept coming and I was like I've never heard of that word so I googled it and then I found the Sekhem Reiki course so I've just been learning about it but again I'm learning it now and it all it all resonates it I don't feel like like same with QHHT I'm listening to these videos and I'm like I already know this but I'm taking it in because it's you know it's resonating and you mentioned one of your older podcast episodes you interviewed Suzanne Spooner correct yeah so you interviewed her 
and I was listening to one of her sessions, her QHAT session that was posted on YouTube, and they started talking about the pyramids and everything. So they mentioned something about 2030. So I went to back to my notes and I went to have an Excel file and I'm like, wait a minute, 2030, something else happens around 2030. I was like, well, hold on. And I went back to my notes and then that session I was talking to about where that lady was telling me that Anubis was here. So one of the things she was talking about was like, she said, the angels and the watchers will walk among us again. 10 years or less. So this was about 2019. Living in great times, our minds will expand and hidden chambers will be found in the pyramids. So I was like, oh. And sure enough, I think about two years later or so, that client sent me an email of an article that they're finding stuff that's inside the pyramid that they can't explain. Like, Hit I read it. that yesterday. I'm getting goosebumps because I always felt oh, that... everything's lining up. <laughs> yeah, it is. I I'm oh, I get I get super goosebumps when I talk about things like this. So I I when I thought about the pyramids, there's all a conspiracy theories about they got aliens to help them to build the pyramids, and you know, there's so many possibilities. But I just believe they had so much manpower, and they had so much strength. And I, I you know I don't really know the ins and outs. I'm not a historian, but I did think, okay, if you're gonna build up a pyramid, you're gonna build down like they did with the with the tombs and stuff. So, you know, I'd, I've never been to the pyramids, but I do believe this, like, you know, this the secret chambers and things they haven't even found yet. There's so they were so in tune with themselves, and I think, you know, I'm still learning a lot of it, but I just think there's so much much underneath that sand that we haven't even discovered yet. Oh, absolutely. You know? um, same lady, same person. <clears throat> same session and then that's on guardians of magic as well but i don't know what episode it is but it also when it talks about the hidden chambers it also talks about the sphinx and mm -hmm. i heard that there was two of them and then in her session she said there is two of them one got destroyed in an earthquake and it's buried underneath mud and sand and that will be revealed in sometime in the future so i was like okay and I, and she's like there's a there's a lot that is still buried just to go to it's meant to be buried though we're only meant to find it when the time's right, right isn't it and that's kind of like what she was saying you know everything will be revealed in all due time and i've heard that in in a few other people's sessions as well that things will come into fruition or into our reality when it is needed so i was like okay that's fine <laughs> i was like but still this lifetime right you know like sometime soon or, or is this going to be a long time from that she goes no no this this would be your lifetime this would be sometime soon i said okay i said exciting it is exciting <laughs> um in your research I, I know that was one of the arguments who built the pyramids but has atlantis or atlanteans ever came up in any of your uh research or thoughts uh I, did, I I wondered whether there was there was a structure already there and they built it up. I wonder if they would you know, like kind of there was already something there, like a foundation was already there, and then they've obviously built on top of it. But I I don't. There's just something. There's I know something come... magical. There's just something magical about them because they're all lined up with the stars and the the God. They're intelligent. They were intelligent. They were the civilization they lived were just considering they had you know, have no internet, nothing. They were literally living the basic life. Yeah. And that's what I think. 
So just connected it back to COVID. I think that's why COVID just made us, and even though we had technology, we, we went back to basics. We, we were in our homes. We, we didn't have, you know, our day-to-day normal lives. So I think, you know, if I think back to, I think back to it, but if I put myself into a, a, a basic Egyptian life, if I was kind of just some, you know, farm family and, you know, and you had these deities and goddesses and gods, like you would literally pray and you would, because what would you do with your time? You, you, I just feel like there was more to connect to back then. And obviously there was a lot of poverty as there is still now. But I think, you know, people and other pharaohs were quite strict. The guy today on, who does the podcast actually mentioned about, you know, the breath of life can be quite toxic too. Because he said there's always a polarity. He said that the breath of life was toxic because then it, he said something to do with the the slaves asking for breath of life because he wanted mercy from the from the pharaohs and things like that. So there's just so much we don't know. So I think, you know, I've, no, I've not really explored Atlantis a lot yet uh, maybe it will come into my future but uh I, I know a bit about it i do believe it was a civilization i believe they were given the power of what we have now but something it wasn't meant it just there was something that didn't sit right mm-hmm. and we can't abuse what we're given we have to be grateful for what we're given you but, mean- well, what do you think i'm asking you what you think so with the pyramids i've heard multiple theories even in uh dolores cannon's book it seems like there's multiple processes where an alien species helped with these pyramids i've heard the atlanteans built these pyramids i've even heard the egyptians themselves built the pyramids so and one of my thoughts was at what time is is that you truly looking at the right time and also what pyramid is also the right pyramid and then you start talking about different timelines and time frames and parallel universes and all that comes into play right because who knows where they're tapping into so you know sometimes it's like it's like is it the great pyramid like the one that everybody knows of because from what i understand that the atlanteans had their version of pyramids as well and they had their obelisk and sarah even confirmed that in one of her sessions that that when she had a past life reading and she was under hypnosis that she saw these obelisk things and she's like why why were they there i thought that was an ancient egypt thing Mm -hmm. i was like well technically i think that was something they used for energy and i said i think that just bleeded over to egypt when a lot of people from Atlantis left the Atlantean homeworld, when they left that area, some of them went to Europe and a lot of them went to ancient Egypt because they weren't welcome in Europe because of what they'd done in the past. And it was territorial. They felt like they were intruding on their land. So they had an opportunity to go to ancient Egypt because it wasn't as populated. And they brought a lot of their cool technology as well and their training and their teachings but it's uh it's very interesting you know and i keep an open mind for all of it you know whether it's this group that group aliens ets you know i i keep an open mind and i just take my notes listen and then kind of like move move along with it and whatever wherever the chips fall i'll let them fall so you mentioned uh the series convoluted universe and i think it's part two and I think they start talking more about ancient times as well. 
so like ancient Egypt and different things. So I always find it very, very interesting because I'm a big fan of ancient Egypt information ever since I was a little kid, always mm -hmm. interested in it. As a matter of fact, I even have one of the books. So Nefertari, yeah, Nefertari. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was here in New Orleans on display in the New Orleans Art Museum. And they had a whole exhibit of her belongings from the, the tomb and everything. So there was like a little bit of an exhibit and stuff. It was pretty neat to see all that stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. And I've been to the museum in New York and they have a huge Egyptian section as well. But it was pretty cool. Big fan of it. Me too. I, I remember going to... I went to China three years ago before oh, COVID nice. hit. <laughs> we did the we did the Terracotta Warriors, and I remember like just that. Even that blows my mind. I love all the ancient stuff. That's like you know, just stuff that just is. When you're there, you just know it's ancient. And I remember the lady who was taking us round. She was a guide, and she said they haven't opened up his the emperor's tomb because of the booby traps. And that that fascinates me because I was always into Indiana Jones and I love all like Tomb Raider yeah, and, <laughs> and I play Assassin's Creed and I love all that, like, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I remember being there and I just was looking at these, these you know, warriors that were built for the afterlife and very similar to how like Egyptians would have, you know, created their tombs and put things in the tombs to take with them. But again, if you think of, you know, that dynasty doing that, the ancient Egyptians have probably built tombs with booby traps that we haven't even discovered yet. And that may be what's under the, the pyramids. I don't know. Like, I just think if you're going to build up, you would they, they build down too because they used to build steps, didn't they, down to the tombs and things, you know? So they weren't, they weren't dumb. They were so intelligent. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if you're going to build up, they'd build down. So it'd be quite interesting to see what they start to uncover over the next couple of years and, uh, Again, divine timing, things are being discovered at the right time, aren't they, for when we absolutely, absolutely. are meant to receive them. To go along with what you're saying, one of the things that I always thought was interesting, and I couldn't wrap my mind around it early on, was that, I don't know what book it was, but it talked about how some of these chambers and tombs are built in another dimension. So that was their way of hiding their information their belongings they said uh you you won't find it now because you're not at the right frequency yet and it, that chamber is in another dimension i'm like what like what you mean that would make sense though i don't know if you've watched the i need to re reactivate my membership but i was with gaia for a while and there was a, a documentary on the guy who went into africa and he found all those uh, vortex, the circle stone circles. And he said that he found a couple, then he ended up finding thousands of them. So we got some guy to come out to 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 measure the frequencies and the energy of these these circles, you know, like obviously to see if there were any differences and things like that. And I, I, this was a couple of years ago, I watched this and this guy had this frequency machine and he would step into the circle and the frequency bar would go up and then he'd step out the circle and the frequency bar would come down. Mm. So, he, But then he went to different circles and each circle measured different frequencies. Again, that would represent us. You know, I have a frequency, you have a frequency, we all have different frequencies. But then he wanted to, you know, measure where's the frequency coming from, where's this energy coming from. And when he measured that, it's straight up. So the energy went straight up into the universe. And I was like, oh my God, this is fascinating. So we ended up saying these are probably people's 
vortex, as Abraham Hicks, you know, would say, the vortex of your energy. So that protection of you would step into that, you know, into that, into that circle and you would channel, you'd sit, you'd do whatever. But I just found that fascinating. So maybe that's what was kind of happening with the pyramids too and the chambers and the dimensions is that, you know, the, the more you do some sacred work, you know, especially for me being a Reiki master, the more I do Reiki in this room, I can feel the energy because you're consistently doing the the energy work in one position, aren't you? So you start to have like, you may end up having a portal appear or, you know, you start to feel frequencies going to go higher and things. So I'm the same as you. I have an open mind to everything. I just think there's so many possibilities to to what, what we can see and what we actually don't know. Nice. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Has any information of aliens, like anyone being a past life as an alien came through any of your sessions? No, I would probably say the closest one was yesterday because she, she, the way she kind of described herself, she looked a bit like an alien because her skin was gray. That was probably the only really one that I would, I had a lady who was pure energy. She was plasma before earth was created. That was interesting. Oh, nice. And she would just move like energy and she could go wherever she wanted to. And I said, you know, are you near earth? Should earth isn't created yet? I was like, wow, that's a long time ago. So she, uh, and she'd go near portals and she said, no, that that's not a nice portal. And then she'd move away. And she, I don't, I don't want to go through that. I was like, you don't have to just move away from it. And then she'd go to like near another portal and she'd go, this is a good portal. I'm going to travel through it. And it literally was, you know, like the games, like it reminds me of Crash Bandicoot. When on Crash Bandicoot, you go to a, a realm and you go through that like spinny hole. I remember like thinking that's what it's like going through these dimensions and, I think if we can open our minds up enough, we can reach those dimensions. The ones that are talking about how they have an energy body, I find a little bit more interesting, even though the alien bodies is always pretty cool. One thing I do find is that when they're like, yeah, I don't really have a body, but when they're talking about everything that's happening, it sounds so real, like the, the way they touch and feel things and the way they sense everything, it's, it's like they might have an energy body but they still have something like a consciousness that deals with it and everything like they do have a body but in reality they don't so yeah she's like it yesterday cool. well she said that yesterday i asked her how she communicated with other beings like her she said they just chirp like birds and i was like oh so that like, would well, do, do you contact telepathically she went we don't really need to make contact but if we do it's like chirping like like a bird and i was like I could just imagine them going. Dip, 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 dip. <laughs> so that was kind of interesting. But I think was it Dolores's client? I think was I think it was when with uh, God, what was it now? They, she, I mean, she's obviously had past lives where they've gone to be aliens. But I think, I mean, I, I I've started. I mean, I don't I don't read the news. I'm not a news person. My partner has it on. He, he goes on Reddit, so he picks up little bits and bobs. But I think uh, I think Trump wants to bring out alien news, doesn't he? I think he wants to like. You know, I'm, I don't really, I don't really follow a lot of Trump's work, but I read an article where, like, he's, I think he's, he's, he's sulking and he wants to kind of bring out some classified information, which I do believe that you know the stuff out there that we we don't know and they're keeping us ignorant because you know it would people who aren't awake and aren't you know connected they would freak out if an you know if if I saw an alien I'd be like oh my god can I talk to you <laughs> but I think a lot of people would be like oh my god so sit I think, down sit down oh, look there's a microphone let's do this podcast would you like a cup of tea I'll make you a cup of tea and the, you know like <laughs> do I sleep over there's a spare room <laughs> but uh yeah I have a I think, bunch of questions for you <laughs> yeah I think 
I do believe uh, there was a podcast and my partner, if he, when he listens to this, he'll laugh because I, I tell everyone about it. And it's called The Last Podcast on the Left. I don't know if you've heard of it. Yeah, that, that sounds very familiar because... There are a load of guys that kind of bring on anonymous guests and things. I haven't really listened to a lot of it, but my partner, Chris, at the time, we were in Los Angeles and we were on Huntington Beach and we were doing a little ritual with... with uh, like we had the fire pit going and he put this like spooky episode on and one was about a guy who saw these every time i try and tell the story chris laughs at me and says you're not doing it justice i was like no you, you need the episode because the music's in the background it's like dude like ghost uh like x files yeah. it's like the, so i has red hair right the the podcast i think or... so yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's a really he's interesting on a tv one. show yeah Mm -hmm. Well, there was two two stories. One guy, uh, he he found a letter in the in the archives of a guy who wrote a letter home in World War One, and he said he was of sound mind and that you know he was he just wanted to explain something he saw. So there is that possibility of he probably was shell shocked. I don't know, or he, he got he he might not have been a sound mind. He might have just said he was. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he said there was. You know, I'll have to try and find it and I'll I'll send it to you. I'll put it in the notes or something like that. But he was talking about there was on the trench line, everything was quite quiet. And he said, if you just peeked over the, the trench, you could see like the the like the Germans like just with the lanterns. So you could see like, you know, the if if they were going up and down their trenches, you could just see lights with the candles and things. But he said one night there was a load of commotion and no one was firing from their side on the English side. But then when he when they looked up him and his men saw this big black figure that was probably about 20 feet tall and he was he was pulling the germans out of the trenches and just ripping them apart and i was like oh my god that's free it gives me goosebumps like oh so Ooh. i was thinking is that yeah is that something that came in to intervene i don't know like because it wouldn't it wouldn't have been and that he can't find any records of that man surviving so i don't really know what happened but you'd have to listen to the full story but the mm -hmm. second guy he had on was a guy who stayed anonymous and he used to work at Area 51 and he was talking about what they were working on and he said he was like security. So he'd go on different levels and he said one level, they were working on these like robots that, you know, on Matrix where they, uh, they're on Avatar as well where they sit in, the, in them and they use the arms and then it's these big machines that kind of, you know, coordinate with them. Yeah. They were working on stuff like that. So there's clearly things that we have no idea about. You know, our technology is so far on. And I'm thinking, why has technology only been given to us now? Why why, why in the last 100 years has technology been given to us? Was that the same as Atlantis? Were we given this technology then and, and something went wrong? And, and... Oh, yes. Uh, it, it, it goes hand in hand because that was one of Atlantis's uh, downfall was because they held on to a lot of their technology and that's why when they folded and no one really has all this advanced tech that they used to have because they held on to it plus they for what i understand it kind of made sense you, you just had to have a certain type of crystal and without the certain type of crystal some of their technology would not work and it was a red crystal from what i understand that sarah was talking about and some crystals you could use and you can use it with a certain tech technology objects that you had this equipment but without the proper activation for these crystals you wouldn't be able to 
power up these things that they had. And that's why a lot of things are still a lot of mystery, like the pyramids, the obelisk and everything. It all kind of went hand in hand and they had a process and a technique. And when they, they held on to all that knowledge and it was, it was for a number of reasons. And it dealt with, uh, you know, competitive edges, just like America. America tries to have the competitive edge, you know, during war times, they, they don't want their predecessors to have uh, all this advanced technology just like them. They want the leg up as well. While you're playing around with these certain jets and certain, you know, equipment, battleships. And if you ever notice a lot of our equipment and whether it's tanks, ships, planes, very looks very similar to everybody's country because, you know, we're all creating the same things but in reality behind the scenes they're creating stuff that's I've, I've been told 50 years 100 years in the future that we can't even believe that they're creating and I was like I believe it you know and then so with that being said so like let's say if the U.S. or the world was to fall and collapse we would not have access to none of that stuff because it's all lock and key and and just like when Atlantis fell, they they didn't have enough time to take all their technology and knowledge out of there. Some places did take it, but throughout the years, the decades and centuries, a lot of that stuff, just that knowledge just died down more and more and more. And the teachings went away as well. So, but... Yeah, you it, think about, you know, there's, there's just the technology we have this laptop, TV, PlayStations, tablets, Wi-Fi, you know, the list is endless. You know, the, there is a section of people that could switch all that off. So really it isn't ours, is it? It's, it's, so I think, you know, why, but I was I quite, I'm, I'm such a deep thinker. I always was as a kid. I was that type of kid that would get up early and ask my mum and dad questions at eight in the morning and they'd sit there and go, pip, pip, mom, just, mom. yeah, what's this, what's that, what's this? And then as I got older, me and my dad would just have those long conversations about Earth and planets and space. And but I just think, why now? Like, why were we given technology, like, fast-paced in the last hundred years? Like, why, why was it not given to them 2,000 years ago? Again, the level of everything's divine timing. But, you know, are we abusing it? Because, you know as a spiritual awakened person and as you would probably agree jason is that sometimes i don't want to be off the grid i don't want internet i just want to be off in nature and it's hard because it's an addiction too it's constantly there it's constantly in your home isn't it and i think it's being able to use it in the right way you know you see i've got two stepchildren and they're constantly on you know tablets tvs computers and it's but you know i was the same growing up you know i i was i grew up in the 90s i was born in 1990 so you know, I had my first mobile when I was probably at 12, 13, and they were them little Nokia, you know, playing Snake. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. And, but, th but think of the last 20 years, how much, like, now, I, now I've got a Samsung phone, which is just, like, I don't even need a camera. Like, everything's just on. It's just insane. It's just absolutely insane. Like and like you just said, in 100 years' time, I don't think we can even imagine what's what. We'll probably look back at, like, 2022 and think, oh, God, that piece of, that piece of crap Samsung. Like, now we've got these, like, holographic things or you got we'll have our mobiles in our hands or something like that like in our skin it's just there's just we can't imagine it can we no no evidently um from my notes if i remember correctly some of the things was that we'll have better understanding of light 
technology and then also understanding more information of the human cells so the true meaning of a virus and how to manipulate a virus and the molecules and the energy in the cells so that was supposed to be 2025 and we're supposed to know more about aliens in 2025 so so far so good you know and yeah the question i asked my partner the other day was Okay, so if alien race has been to Earth and the CIA and the governments are covering it up, say, for example, why are the aliens only going to certain places? Why are they not just coming down to New Zealand and going, hi, Pip, come down to speak to you? Why are they only going to, like, you know, are, are they being monitored? I don't know, like, because I would think, how would they how would they come to Earth? Because some people believe that there's aliens on our planet right now and they're just... You know, some say that were the experiment. Mm, okay. You know, they, they've manipulated our DNA and were the experiment. Mm-hmm. And people say that when we're in our dream state, that's the reality. So there's right, just right. mind blowing. Again, I don't believe one or the other. I'm just open to like the discussion around that. So you, you have a question that kind of deals with like, why haven't they introduced themselves now? Yeah, to different parts of the planet. If, if they, you know, if they've been, Say, for example, Area 51, even though that's probably moved now, if they're working on alien species, you know, if they're, like, kind of doing whatever they're doing with them, why are not more aliens coming down to say, hey, we're here, just, you know, don't let them... Oh, man, there's so many answers. Oh, my gosh, there's so many answers to go along with all that stuff. Is it timing? Are we not ready? Are we not ready? Are we not... Do they think we're not ready? It deals with a number of factors. So, from this is just from my knowledge, because I ask myself the same question and, and I throw that question around as well. And I kind of got, you know, some pretty interesting feedback. So to, to answer some of that stuff, and I always, th- this will answer a lot of it, is that ET races throughout time, throughout thousands and thousands of years have been here multiple times. Like same lady, matter of fact, when it dealt, I'm going to bring up ancient Egypt with uh, the pyramids and stuff. So in that session, she said that the angels walked among us during that time. And I kind of asked, well, why during that time? Because they had a sense during that time of Egypt that they visited, they felt like there was love. There was compassion for the people. There was love for the people. So they walked among us around that time. And they fell in love with humans and, you know, and humans fell in love with them. So there was a lot of love with them. And then they were helping us. We were helping them and things were coming together. But from what I understand, like greed started kicking in. Humanity started kicking in. So another tribe came in and they wanted, they they were like, well, forget this love stuff. We want your goods we went through technology and then there was hate towards them and it kind of dealt with energy and they're at a higher vibration and so it's like well we can't intervene right now you know we're we're only here to help and they couldn't intervene and so they did some bad things the other tribe did some bad things and they had to wind up leaving and then another time even during atlantis times they said that they used to come and go alien races used to come and go during atlantis times because they had a lot of knowledge for crystals and i thought this was amazing so they had a lot of knowledge for crystals and they wanted this to know how did these humans on earth know all this stuff about crystals and 
how do they know it and what can they teach us? So they had, uh, you, you would call it a stargate, a portal, and they will come and go. But then again, Atlantis was going on a downfall because there were a number of things were going on. They started experimenting too much with a lot of things. Start Things started getting worse and dense. And then it was like, all right. So each time everything started getting worse, whoever at, at the higher level was like, all right, time out whatever council council 12 or nine was kind of like all right time out people you stop visiting earth right now take a take a break let things cool off you know um and then they can't mix up their karma with ours and then lower their energy because you're talking about like psychic powers and their connectivities with their home races and their home planets so it's kind of like it was a very thin layer of like what they could do and not do. And another thing that fast forward to today, it's kind of like one of the cool things that I thought was recent times is that, you know, one of the things that one timeline JFK was going to declare that aliens are real. They walk among us. They're with us now. They've been visiting us, blah, blah, blah. And at first, no one really, from what I understood, no one really caught on at first. Then once when things started getting worse, like whether it was the economy, whether it was this, whether it was that, next thing you know it, different groups started blaming these alien races, saying that it's their fault. They're the blames. And But JFK at that time did not know all that was going to happen. I think he was even warned not to disclose all that, and he wanted to. So that was one timeline that played out, and then it was like, chaos like mankind fell to a dark period of their lives and then so you you know this timeline since now jfk was assassinated now you look at this timeline it's like all right should we intervene again should we make ourselves known again and then it was, an agreement was made and it was kind of like don't intervene but now when the time gets closer and closer you can start slowly disclosing stuff and there was an agreement saying keep us a secret you know we'll talk to your political leaders and there's technology that's being traded and that's even in Dolores Cannon's book that technology is being traded you know use this technology for good use it for the people but don't use it for bad things well you know how scientists are and military they start saying hmm how can I use this on the battlefields and how can I use this to make my nation more powerful and so with that it's kind of like hey i can't intervene because we had an agreement but now the time is getting closer and closer to where it's like and then it's even been said in other sessions that once when humanity reaches a higher level whether it's the 4d or 5d once when humanity gets to that level of consciousness then it's like okay they will be in a better place then we can make ourselves known so um yeah and it was probably a little bit more answers to that but <laughs> yeah it was it's very, so interesting it was I, that's kind of like well, that, i believe that too yeah because yeah. that question's on my mind now it's like why didn't y'all come out you know after world war ii you know like hey yeah guys, I need to clean up all this stuff. I need to stop doing these things. And yeah. everything had a reason. Oh, the other thing I wanted to add was that, you know, humanity likes a good challenge. So humanity 
wants to do things on their own. They like all the free stuff from alien technology, but humanity still wants to do their own and, and then they don't want to mess up our path. And they, you know, they still want to see what we're able to create on our own. So they don't yeah. want to intervene as a society. They want to see what we can create and how will we use it as a whole, you know, whether it's, you mentioned the iPhone or the, or the computer or the, or the tablet, what we as human race, what will we do with this information? Mm -hmm. And then also, you know, like you got all this political corruption going on. And if they were to intervene and say, no, nah, this is wrong, this is right. This is how it should be. And we were ever to look back on it, be like, man, we could have, we could have cleaned up our, our act ourselves you know why did y'all intervene we're you know not that everything is roses but you know we're on a certain path and it's like what would things be like if y'all didn't intervene so you had that timeline as yeah, well yeah so, so i'm just watching so. this little spider i'm not a big fan of spiders so i'm like hmm what do you want why are you coming closer to me Oh, maybe he wants to join in on the podcast. Maybe he does, because he's kind of <laughs> like, all those jumping ones, the little ones that just jump. Oh, like a wolf spider kind of thing? They're dead small, yeah, and he's just super fast. I've just been watching him. He caught my eye near the sofa, and he, now he's like right near me. I'm like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you was looking at a cat or something or a dog. <laughs> no, my dog's all asleep on the sofa. She's all comfy in the sun. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of, I don't know if you just came into my mind, when you mentioned JFK, because I was looking at JFK yesterday and the links to... A lot of things happened it. yesterday, I see. <laughs> yeah, there was, yeah. So there was that, the, the the death of JFK and the death of Lincoln. And I actually thought, I wonder if JFK was a reincarnation of Lincoln because of all this, the similarities to the... Yes. There was like yeah. the, the the dates and the, the, the killers. And so I'm wondering if Lincoln didn't get what he didn't finish what Secretaries. he started so he reincarnated yeah mm -hmm. the secretary yeah. similar names yeah too much too many coincidences too many yeah yeah there's just uh there's oh there's just you know them nights where you just want to sit and talk about life and you just want to put the world to right it's like honestly i just love those nights and because we're coming into spring and summer now i said to my partner i just want to sit outside and stargaze and just get lost in all the possibilities of what is and then the thing is we're doing all this work and exploration and healing and we're doing all this like we're an in information overload but then when we die we know it all anyway so it's like it's kind of like that's why i'm letting go i'm just like i'm letting go i'm allowing any information in i'm letting it flow in and out and then mm -hmm. when i've passed on i'm i'm back into i've absorbed into consciousness into source i'm like oh now it all makes sense it's good i'm happy you know <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like for me i was just i wanted to know everything that perfectionism as a human i wanted to know everything i wanted to absorb everything and like i said to chris the other day i was like i just want to be able to read all the books on the planet and clearly that's not possible but again absorbing everything we can but, but end of the day we're going we absorb back into the the universal truths anyway so mm, interesting so when you're in your backyard and you're you're looking into mm -hmm. the galaxy so and you thought of the meaning of life as that yeah, come across and what you thought uh, so chris is reading a book i think he's finished it now it's it's a it's it was something like why are we here why do we even exist like why why 
basically like it's a, it's a wreck your brain type of book where like you know what's the point why, why are we here like why was the universe created what was before the universe like that them kind of topics just make me go whoa you know what's beyond what's beyond is there an end to the universe do we come back in does it just keep going round and round and round is it just so it's it's obviously infinite and that's kind of like what we are we're an infinite part of that so i think me the meaning of life i have a bit of bit of what dolores says you came here to learn you know the earth is the hardest school to come to so i i do truly believe that i congratulations on being on earth <laughs> yeah like woohoo here's your t-shirt <laughs> yeah and i think a lot of it makes sense like you think about you are drawn to a certain place on the in the world but i i just the meaning of life the meaning of life i think it is to experience i think we was i think god sent us here to exp he he wanted to experiment what it was to be human i think I think there's all these different species that we can't even comprehend on all these different planets. And I think we all experience those. I think we all like, we've all experienced being a horse, a dog, a cat, a lion, every, every, every species that is in this universe. And again, we only know what's on our planet. We know there's alien races, but again, we don't even know what exists out there. There could be other humans that are very different. There could be other humans that are more advanced than us. There could be an Atlantis somewhere on, on a planet somewhere. You just don't, we don't know, mm -hmm. do we? So I think we we decide, I'm going to go to Earth to learn to, uh, in, in the image of God, in, in the image of love and God. So I think God just says, okay, you lot go and be human. You lot go and be dogs. You lot go and be aliens and experience what I've given you, experience what I've given you on, in, to experience in this life. And that's why I think we reincarnate because it's okay. Human was okay. It was quite challenging. I found it hard, but uh, I learned quite a bit. Now I'm going to go and be a different type of human on a different planet that I couldn't even think of because I clearly don't know what's out there. But yeah, but that's kind of the question, isn't it? What's the meaning of life? Why why are we here? Why why are we here? What do you think? Well, as complicated as life is, it was from what I understand, it was kind of a simple answer, and it was to experience anything and everything. Mm -hmm. So, and source god wants mm -hmm. to experience everything mm -hmm. and and that and that just feels totally true that the experience you know that's kind of like when people say like you know you know you need to let live your best life or you, you need to continue living if you ever see like someone a soul not living or doing anything they, they kind of like dwindle away they kind of like mm -hmm go to rest and they die and so it's it's all about experiencing anything and everything whether it's good or bad to experience as much as possible mm -hmm. and that's on a and that's kind of like why i don't know uh going to use some of my friends as an example that's why they're some of these individuals always just doing things traveling and always going to certain places and doing certain things or like every weekend they want to go do something mm -hmm. you know even uh karen you know when saturday or sunday's coming she's like all right so what are we going to do today mm -hmm. and i'm like i thought we were just going to stay home and relax i thought you know i got work monday you know no no let's go do something let's go do something 
you know, and then, so with that being said, it's all about experiencing new things. You know, is there anything that you ever wanted to experience? And you would think, well, everybody already experienced all that stuff. But from what I understand, source wants to know how was it experienced through your eyes? How was it experienced through what you did? And, and that's just the good stuff. And then also the bad things as well. Put it, you know, someone's thinking, well, what about the bad things? And this was hard for me to wrap my mind around. It was kind of like, well, that was a bad thing that happened to that individual. Or that was a bad thing that happened to me. But it was like, also, true, you experienced that. All right. What did that feel like? All right. Which, what did you do afterwards? And what did you do, you know, 20 years from now after that experience? And, you know, it, is it affecting you, not affecting you? Did you move on from it? Did you teach someone else? And so it's like, okay, that was interesting way of putting it and so that's kind of like how i wrap my mind around it the meaning of life and you know how i've learned about it and the conversations that we've had it was kind of like to experience those certain things and then how was it for you what did you learn from it what did you do with it what did you do later on you know anything and everything you know what was it like to experience the that situation and then it affect you for 20 years or 30 years and not a lot of people say that you know some people brush certain things off they're like i'm done with that situation i, I moved on what was that like to brush mm -hmm. that off and move on so as complicated as life is yeah. it kind of deals with all that and, and then you also think about the 3D reality and this was a conversation that me and Sarah was having in her work so she wrote I probably can't see it now, but she wrote the hypnosis journey to, to Atlantis and everything. She, she did the Sphinx book as well, book two. And she found out more about our race, you know, our lost history that hardly anybody's talking about. And it was kind of like we've been in 4D, 5D, 6D, whatever dimension you, you want to think of. We've been in all those dimensions for eons a very long time you know it's kind of like we probably spent the majority of our time around the 5d from what i understand and we had an opportunity to start living life in a 3d reality a dense dense reality and how dense and that was part of programming too how dense can we get you know how far can we get from source and experience these new things and also to experience these things Another thing that I thought was going, it was from uh, Suzanne Spooner, was that that's another reason why we don't remember our past lives. We yeah. we kind of start fresh. I have a fresh thinking. I'm not worried about what my buddy did to me in my last life. He might have shot me in the head, but that's okay. We moved on. I don't remember it. Now we're creating new memories and new um, new experiences. It was pretty cool hearing it like that. It was is the guy said that that was one of the greatest ideas and gifts that he's given to mankind was yeah. to not remember to, so you can have those new experiences. And so I was like, oh, well, it's all about experience when it comes down to it. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go experience riding on a jet ski. <laughs> 
you know, yeah. have some fun, do certain things, you know, uh, you mentioned nature, you know, go out in nature and, mm -hmm. and everything, everything's experienced, even the smallest little things that we take for granted for a higher dimensional being would be like, well, what was that like, you know, to walk let's say uh the forest or mother nature and not knowing that there's fairies or leprechauns or whatever in 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 another dimension and we're just walking through it because we can't see it you know what well what was it like to not know none of that stuff around your surrounding you can't see it wow. so i was like okay all right interesting duly noted <laughs> yeah i think it's having the open mind isn't it we we're, we get so wrapped in yeah we just get so wrapped up in in this 3d life and i think sometimes that's why i think we get we we, we get heavy and and emotions you know emotions bring us down and we're just like oh what, what am i doing with my life and you have these little mini midlife crises but you actually start to realize there's no there's no set way there's no instructions i weren't given a manual at 16 and said where you go is adult life on its way you know you no, just make it no. your own but i think it's like here you go figure it out <laughs> yeah and i take a lot of my teachings from wayne dyer and he just says you know about you know a, a question i want to talk to you about in a second is the ego you know like what's why are we given this ego it's like oh my god like i do a lot of work around the ego and you know i've kind of let go a lot of it but i am tested you know i ask i ask for tests i ask for lessons and they're, they're given to me but going back to what you said about experience is like i'm the same as you i i i have a hard time explaining because I understand it, but it, to people who don't understand it, it's hard. It's a very touchy subject. Is the level of the bad, quote unquote, the bad things that happen to us? I don't know if you've read the book Conversations with God, Neil Donald Walsh. No, mm -mm. a really good book series. He channeled. It was in the nineties. A lot of questions are answered there, and it's about you know this. You know, he says this conception that heaven and hell exist and that people who've done wrong go to hell and you know religions kind of created that and and he actually said a, such a good point when he asked about it he said okay so so do all the bad people go to hell and, and god replied well where's the line where do i put the line of okay that's all bad and that's all good so example a murderer uh uh someone who's committed arson robbery uh, someone who's just you know stoles you know just just you know the bad things would be classed as bad everyone's bad perspective is different so he said right, where do right, i put right. the line where do i split the line of what's bad and what's good right you know that's not for me to judge he said and he, he said you know every single person goes to heaven and you know there was there was <laughs> there was a there was a topic in the book and i don't know if i want to bring it up because I, oh, this is this is the hard bit of not wanting to bring things up because you don't want to offend people but isn't this the point of just bringing it up? Because I've read it in a book and when I speak about it, it gets you to think outside the box. It makes you think on a deeper level. So I think I am going to say it because I've never said it on. on oh, on, magic hour. Right, <laughs> like, drum roll. So, so he said, if there's no fine line between heaven and hell, then Hitler went to heaven. So I sat with that and I said, if you stood on a stage in front of the whole world and said, Hitler went to heaven. You would get thrown things at you. You would have people just, you just have people not happy with that statement. 
Right. But when I sat with it, I thought, he's got a point though, hasn't he? It's like, okay, so yeah, Hitler was one of the most, as we would judge him as an awful man in our history that caused so much pain and suffering. But what he said to, so Neil in the book was like, what? Can you elaborate? This is, this is like, this isn't right. He caused so much pain. And God replied and said, he was only allowed to do what he was allowed to do because he had a following. He had people allowing him to do that. So he had a following. He had a collective under him. Oh. And I was like, that's true. That if, if no, if, if, if no one followed him, if no one kind of went, yes, yes. Right. He wouldn't do it. He, he wouldn't do it. They enabled him. They enabled his ego to, to, you know, to do whatever. So I kind of thought, that does make sense. Now, they did I put him in jail. Go, I think twice they put him in jail. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, can you see how that 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 phrase, just that statement, is deep and it's it's uncomfortable. It's an uncomfortable phrase, isn't it? It's an uncomfortable right. statement. Mm -hmm. I, I go back to I don't know who else is a big baddie of our past. Uh, try and think of someone who's. Uh, Someone who's bad in our history, and Hitler's like up there with one of the most. But well, I can add information to that as well that I always thought was interesting. So before I talk about that, one of the things that I thought was interesting, and I think this was on American History Channel, that a soldier had the opportunity to shoot him because they were uh, down there in the trenches. He got up after one of the uh, mustard gas things. He got up later on after everybody was kind of dead. There was still two guys alive and everybody else was kind of dead, wounded, just disasters everywhere. And Hitler didn't have his gun from what I understand, but the other guy did and he could have killed him. But when they looked at each other, it kind of like, man, everything's gone. Like, like what's the point? You know what I mean? Like, what's the point of, killing each other now like everybody's gone and there's like chaos everywhere and they kind of went their separate ways so and another thing that was interesting and i don't know what book it's in but one of the things that uh, was mentioned with hitler was that yes he he did a lot of bad things and that was very interesting where do you draw the line at it's like you know is it two people okay that you kill one person two people you know where do you draw the line at? One of the things that was very interesting because they talk about some of the visions that he had. And I remember another session where they're talking about how he misunderstood a lot of the messages that he was getting. And then yeah. one hand, he was getting all these messages. And on the other hand, he's misunderstanding all these messages. And I thought that was very interesting that they were talking about this on TV, how he's having all these visions of all this stuff. And, and, ancient times he had these visions of the future the ancient times ancient egypt atlantis from what i understand and that's why he had more of that interest in the occult section and he yeah. was trying to find all these po powerful objects as well so one of the things that was one of his messages this was an opportunity for him to start opening up the new age type of information so on one hand he was looking for all this occult stuff like he felt drawn to all this occult stuff yeah he wanted to use it for bad things and 
but he wanted to start opening up people's minds as well to all this other stuff and he he found it interesting and also some of the people that was in his circle found it very interesting whether it dealt with inner earth or i know he was looking for the spirit of destiny but to go beyond that this ancient knowledge and that's why he was so um assured that there were related to the Atlanteans, you know, the Vikings or whoever, and that they had all this great information. So he was getting the information, the downloads, but he wasn't interpreting it. And they were like, so in the session, they were kind of like saying, yes, he misunderstood a lot of that. <laughs> and I was telling that story to someone else. And the guy goes, you think he misunderstood it? Yeah, I think he misunderstood it a lot. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I know, true. Well, that's the saying. I think just it's mis misguidance, isn't it? It's, I think if you bring in the scientific stuff, you know, he probably was, he probably had a very traumatic childhood and he didn't deal with it. So he, he was constantly, you know, what, what's, what's the ego's default? I want to be offended. The ego is looking to be offended consistently. So that's probably what his default was on an extreme level. And, you know, it's happening now in a different way. You know, people in power, they just it's it's a consistent need for that to feel worthy of that so maybe mm -hmm. his his followers gave him some sort of worthiness because he probably didn't feel that you just you just don't know you just really don't know all we know is that through the last the, you know the last 50 years of of history people we know people have just made out that you know these people are monsters and you know were were conditioned to say oh yeah hitler went to heaven uh, went to hell and it's but what about if you just if you just What's the word? If you just like question your thinking, open your mind, have different possibilities. Because again, when, when I've read conversation with God with Neil Donald Walsh, I'm actually interviewing him in a couple of weeks on my podcast just to kind of talk to him. But it's like, you know, to, to say those things, it takes a lot of courage. And it's again, if, if people get offended by it, it's then just to, just to, just to question yourself and say, okay, why am I getting offended? You know, and it's all about that expansion, isn't it? And that's all the ego work is. So it's, you know, Wayne Dyer says ego stands for edging God out. Mm -hmm. That's the perfect representation of it. So when when we're in ego, we're not in alignment with higher self, with with our with our, our God, our universe. So, you know, as I understand it, ego has evolved from a need to survive back in 10,000 years ago when we were living in caves just to survive, to uh, keep yeah. us from danger. But now it's now it's connected to my worth. How big's my house? How much is in my bank? What kind of car do I drive? Do people like me? Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's for me, one of my purposes and passions is helping people to accept the ego, to allow that it's part of us and that we love it. Well, as in we, we give it love but not let it sit there chirping away and keeping us small and not let us move into the light and what we're meant to, meant to create on, in this planet. So my question for you, Jason, is what, why, why do we have the ego and is it an illusion? From what I understand, the ego uh, is our way to deal with the 3D reality. Yeah. Um, without the ego, you wouldn't be able to experience the dense 3d reality because from what i understand 
we ask for all this. Anything you see, anything that you experience, you ask for all this. Some form or fashion, you ask for to experience some of it. You know, I don't know if you consider yourself a new soul or an old soul, but uh, a lot of the old souls that are out there wanted to experience these type of things. So without mm -hmm. the ego, from what I understand, it would be very hard to experience all this stuff, all these time frames on Earth, you know, whether it's medieval age, the Egyptian age, the Romans, the gladiators, uh, cowboy and Indians. Without the ego, you know, without that personality, you wouldn't have those experiences out there to experience. So, like, let's say without the ego, let's say you didn't have the ego, you will always be connected to your higher self. And the higher mm -hmm. self knows more. True, everything would be a lot better. But throughout all those times, think about, you know, you know, medieval times, knights, cowboys and Indians, you know, you wouldn't really have all those experiences. You really wouldn't have, you know, the times of the Roman gladiators, you know, the, or the warriors in Ireland, you know, which was made me think of yeah. Inez Kelly from the last podcast, you know, and you wouldn't have all these different experiences and each one is, you know, cherished, you know, yes, even the dark ages or whether it's the golden ages, dark ages, middle ages, like each one is cherished. Each one has its, value to it well it got, it got us to where we are today if, if not we right. probably wouldn't be here, right you know right and then from what i understand since we experienced all this stuff one of the awesome things you mentioned the wall so maybe this would be connected to it as well since all that data is already out there and we experienced all these different things the ups the downs you know all these different you know living the good life in atlantis and then it became fall and, and got denser all of that information is out there. So if there is another planet that needs to have that information or like, hey, guys, like, how did you do this again? And then I don't know how it worked. I don't know if they'll start spinning the wall around. It's like, mm -hmm. say, oh, OK, this time frame, you had to this, this time frame, you did that. So, OK, we can use some of those experiences, move it over here to this planet. And that's kind of one of the cool things that I thought as well that this is not the beginning or the end that it, it just continues on and i thought that was pretty cool even the uh, humanity's body had its ups and downs and then it's kind of like we go dense 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 and then it's kind of like the weather like like we're, we're tired of the heat okay now we want the coolness now we're tired of the snow now we want summer like we're always looking for the next step the next age yeah. So even with the human body, from my, what I understand, is that raise up, like your body, like let's say you was in 5D, now your body is 4D, 5D-ish, and now your body drops down denser and denser, and then that was one of the goals and one of the old programs, is that how dense can you get? And then we get tired of it. It's like, all right, we're done. We're done. Let's, let's get back up. <laughs> let's raise it back up, 3.8, 3.5. Come on, let's get back up. Yeah, let's yeah. get to the 4D. And so without the ego, you wouldn't be able to experience all those feelings and dimensions. Yeah. And then for when I understand the ego part 
is everything that you take growing up becomes part of your ego, mm -hmm. your body type, your DNA, a little you bit of your higher self. Yeah. So all this comes into it and it's like, all right, all this programming gets into you. You start growing up and now you start changing. You know, you're taught this in school. You taught that in religion class. And now your ego starts to be formed. And now here you are. Now, here you are. You're a different individual from, from you. What are you experiencing? And what are you experiencing? So that's just my thought. <laughs> yeah, similar to mine. Yeah, it, it serves a purpose. And like I said, when I've read and channeled about the ego, it, we don't want to get rid of it. It serves a purpose. We have it for a reason, but it is it is an illusion in a sense of that, you know, what it's telling you isn't real and it's it's easy for you to change it. Like as in you can just make a choice and say, right, I'm going to reprogram myself just like a computer. I spoke <laughs> to a client last week and I said, we're in this, a lot of people are in this overwhelmed state, burnout, you know, uh, minds are too cluttered, anxiety, all this, you know, all this. And I think it's because of technology. We've got so much overload. Now I said to a client last week, if your PC is full or your phone's full, what do you do? You declutter it. You put, you put, you get rid of photos, you delete, you, you we're the same. external hard drive. <laughs> yeah. We're, yeah. We're the same though. We need to declutter. We need to just mm -hmm. let go of what, what's no longer serving us. If we don't, what happens? It breaks, it, it, it breaks down. It doesn't work properly. That's the same as us. And I think that's, you know, it's decluttering our outer world and our inner world so it's you know to do the reflection of the two now my house is always clean and tidy and my partner will laugh because like something my <laughs> friend said yesterday she said the state of your house is the state of your mind I was like that is so true because prior to my spiritual journey I was that typical teenager my room was always a mess you know my mom was always telling me to clean my room right and I wasn't I wasn't spiritually connected then I mean obviously I wasn't awake then but the last five years, I've just been a lot more cleaner, tidier. I like my house to be clean and, you know, everything's got its place. Everything's kind of, you know, it's not perfect, but it's it's my home. It's my space. I've got my little altar here. You know, it's like, I've, and I think that is true. Yeah, it's it looks like you got some mind. crystals up there. If I ain't mistaken. Loads. Butter. I've got my Disney. I love my Disney ornaments. Yeah, I've got. See a stuffed I've animal my, of some sort. Yeah. There's... Like, like a beaver or something. No, that's uh, that's Cogworth, Cogsworth off Beauty and the Beast. Oh, okay. All right. I should have <laughs> known because I see the rose. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's my altar and I've got St. Francis here, St. Francis of Assisi. Mm, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm finding an Egyptian goddess next to go on the, yeah. Okay. Who, who That's what I'm saying. It, it makes sense, doesn't it? The, the state of your surroundings is the state of your mind. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, I was like, I'm actually proud that I'm a, I'm I'm clean and I'm tidy because it shows that my mind is clean and tidy most of the time. I do find myself, you know, uh, we've been living in this house for a couple of years now, but I do find myself trying to organize my house better, you know, like yeah. keep things yeah. more together, you know, mm -hmm. in bins and labeled and everything. So definitely a work in progress. But if I ever need anything, I know what bin to go to, like, ha. Ah, I need batteries. Boom. It's right there. Flash. Yeah. 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 Right so uh, you mentioned the Egyptian goddess. Which one were you thinking? Well, I want to get Sekhmet, but apparently that's what I'm drawn to. But I think I've always been drawn to Isis. So I think I'm going to get an Isis one and then maybe a Basset. Isis. 
I know yeah, she's come I'm... through in people's sessions, and one of the questions was, so how do you feel about um, your name being used with that group, the terrorist group? And she was like, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I think, yeah, I'm really drawn to the Eye of Horus now too, so I've always worn the Ankh. And mm -hmm. I've just been to the spiritual shop to pick up some, I got some Egyptian cards. I've just been playing with them before I got on with you. And oh, uh, nice. yeah, I'm just, I'm just embracing, you know, cause I, you know, when you start to read new books and you know, you get the call-ins and the, you follow the bliss. I mean, I'm kind of engrossing myself in Egyptian stuff cause I've always loved e Egypt and yeah, I saw this necklace with the eye of Horus on it, and I was like, "Oh, I could just buy you right now. But I was like, not yet. I'll, you know, it's just, you get drawn to certain things and, I think that's kind of what I always say to people who I meet and I'm giving them inspiration is we don't have to have it all figured out. We're not meant to have it all figured out. And one thing that I wanted to see if you resonated with this, Jason, was one of my goals last year was I want to reach enlightenment because I have these specs of enlightenment and it's like feels so good and you just you just want to love everybody and it, you just have the waves, the waves of everything's okay you know you just you just have those waves and then the next day you wake up and you're like right life shit what's next challenge next you know it's like <laughs> the fluctuation Sound like so one the of ego goals, <laughs> yeah yeah like the 3d bring you down to earth uh -huh. so you're not done yet <laughs> yeah one of my goals was like i want to reach enlightenment before i before i leave leave the earth and i, I channeled a message when i was in australia before i came to new zealand and the universe said you're not meant to reach enlightenment on this planet i was like why why I'm good enough for that. I know I deserve that. And, and the universe laugh and he's like, he, she, you, you will, you will return to enlightenment when you leave your vessel. So you've come to experience life as a human, which will give you specks of enlightenment when you, when you've awoken, which I am now. So I kind of got that. I was like, that's why we have these little specks. Cause our soul is clearly a part of this full enlightenment source where we came from, but the physical body has got the ego and the brain and the thinking and the, you know, mm -hmm. all the extra things that comes with it. So I think that's why we have the specks of enlightenment. So then I said, so I said, okay, so what about like Jesus? Well, he was fully enlightened. And then, so he says, well, we, we send masters to earth to help the planet ascend. So I said, well, who's a living master now? Because I was thinking, I can't really think of one. Uh -oh. And the universe said, there are many, but they aren't masters. They're here to master. So instead of just sending a master to help people ascend and think differently and like Jesus did and Buddha did, now there are many of us awakening. There are many of us with like these specs of enlightenment and we're meant to just do our bit, bring our uniqueness, bring our skills, bring our experience, bring our past lives and our information through. And that's why you see these you know, this, this collective coming together. And again, this universal truth that come from the wall, we've all got access to that, but then you might take that section of the wall, Jason, and I take this section of the wall and then we, but they're the similar truth. They're just how we perceive them. Like so I was thinking that's, that's really interesting. Yeah. So I've let go of the goal that I want to be fully enlightened because I know I'm going to return to that when I've left my vessel, but I just want to kind of, I've changed it now where I want to experience more enlightening moments so I can pass that on to others. Perfect. Do you think you're an old soul or a new soul? Oh yeah. With you, very old soul. Yeah, yeah. With you being very interested in ancient Egypt, I find that those individuals are old souls. I am definitely an old soul. It's something that someone said to me for a while when I was like 16, 17, 18, I was really mature 
and I was wise beyond my years. And again, from being a little kid, I was always curious about things. I, I asked questions that a normal six-year-old wouldn't ask, you know? So I would say I'm an old soul, but you can you can feel when you are around a new soul. Oh, yeah. I think the yeah the new <laughs> souls do play a vital part though, don't they? They, you know that they're they're playing their parts, and we're all here to play a part. There's just like this is why we could chat hours about this. You know, we should do like a we should do like a six hour series of like breaks, and then have like a coffee break in between. That's right. <laughs> next topic. Next topic. <laughs> uh, for tea. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next topic. <laughs> I know it's it like let's say when you find people you resonate with like I resonate with you you could oh, sit and talk you. for hours yeah. yeah same here I mean all this stuff I find fascinating and then um uh, every little bit about it and then it's it's kind of interesting once when you think you know a certain thing or a certain part of history it's like nope don't forget this part right here don't forget and it's like another layer and then another yeah. layer and another another one. Yeah, you think like, you think can you get any more spiritual? And you think, oh, that's it. I've had a spiritual awakening now. I'm awake. Right. And then something else happens, and something else happens, and you just you just get deeper, more deeper knowledge. And you know, and I'm I'm only thirty, I'm thirty two in two weeks. So I'm like, you know, I'm still got a long way. I always oh, think when we're gonna be in ten birthday. years' time. <laughs> Thank you. I was just thinking like in ten years' time, you know, where am I gonna be? I'm I've not had any children yet, like birth children. I've got two stepsons and I just think I just know for a fact once I've had kids, that's gonna be another level of experience in birth and I'm gonna do hypnobirthing and you know, so I'm I'm embracing that in the future. But right now I'm just embracing being in an ancient land of New Zealand and what it has to offer and you can feel it. Like the nature here is another level. It's another level. Nature all over the planet's beautiful. But here you're in nature and you're just like, this doesn't even look real. It looks like it's off Avatar. That's why, <laughs> why, that's why you know, it just, it just, it's... Are you a fan of uh, the Lord of the Rings series? Yeah. yeah. yeah I think some I, of that was filmed over there. Some of those scenes with yeah. the horses was filmed. I've just been, there. I've been to Hobbiton where it was all filmed. Yeah. And that was one of my questions. Did you have a, like, what made you move to New Zealand? Like, was it, you just you just knew or like like what what triggered is like i'm gonna move because you were in the uk correct yeah so i always liked travel so we traveled a lot as kids and i always knew i didn't want to stay in the uk i never felt settled in the uk and my, before i met chris my plan was to move to australia because i've got a big connection to australia and uh just i love i love that country but my partner chris his stepchildren we're living here he moved here with his ex-partner five five years ago and then he moved back to america when they separated and then he met me and i think we you know as people come into your life for divine reasons someone came into our life two years ago in lockdown and asked us some really deep questions and that kind of led us to the fact we should just move to new zealand because that's where we need to be for our, our purpose and what our mission my partner does a lot of conservation he has a podcast called all creatures podcast and millions of downloads he's doing really well it's one of oh, the top, nice top rated animal podcasts yeah he's just uh he's just been speaking to uh the owner of peter ingrid newkirk so like yeah he's it's really good podcast so he you know he he just needs to be we just we with with our callings we need to be where we're going to thrive mm -hmm. and home is wherever you are but i think new zealand was just this faraway land that 
I remember being a kid and we were doing the globe geography and I remember like just spinning the globe and I just pointed at Australia and I was like, there, I wonder what it's like to go there. And I've been a couple of times in the last few years. So New Zealand is, isn't it fascinating that we think about all of our ancestors and for them surviving, we're here. So again, another deep, deep kind of thought of go back to like, maybe, you know, we'll go back to ancient Egypt. Uh, and just those times, you know, when, when the kingdoms kind of, you know, kind of came 3000 BC, what were my ancestors doing then? Where were they back then? So it's like you have gratitude for them. Oh, absolutely. And, the thing, and when you think about it, they're all up there. They're all in spirit behind you clapping, you know, and, and. So to answer your question, like, where does it begin? Where, you know, how, how far back you want to go is the real question. And it's like, the further you go back, then it's like you can go back even further. And it's like, well, what, what do you mean by that? Like, well, what planet do you want to go to? Because you're and this has been ta- talked about quite a bit as well. It's like, well, you know, your DNA is just not part of Earth only. Your DNA just didn't develop on Earth. It actually developed eons ago somewhere else. And it's like, it's like you have this planet involved and when i'm saying you got the palladian stuff so you got that planet and then it and then you can go even further back so now you got another planet and then another awesome thing that i would like to add was that even the grays you know um we even you can go even further back and it was just, and it'll show you like oh well we're related to the grays as well mm-hmm. and from what i understand over millions of years ago they look like us now it's just when when they left their planet they evolved and their planet was dying so they left and they started living in spaceships but when they started living in these spaceships for over a million years their bodies started changing and then they kind of got i guess you could say in a way a different type of ego for them kicked in yeah it's kind of an ego of like well, we already know all this stuff. We have all this technology. We have all this information. We know how to regenerate our bodies. We know how to live forever. We know how to do this. So it's kind of like I can relate to our ego in the future might try yeah. to do something like that. And so they just wind up changing more and more. And then they're like, oh, crap. We, now we changed too much. And now we have to go back. Yeah, because once you leave Earth, the gravity changes, doesn't it? And you do evolve. So I think, you know, when mm-hmm. we evolved from apes and we evolved from different species is the same. We, you know, our planet changed. So we had more resources and we we could start to evolve. And that's my partner's expertise. He's, he, do, he loves evolution. So nice. that's another topic we could talk hours about. We need to do a part two, Jason and Pippa part two absolutely keep any thoughts information any future conversations write them down and i'll do the same anything you would like to share before uh, we wrap things up no i think my last message for people listening is to just have a curious mind and keep an open mind yep, that's the main absolutely. thing and that's the same thing with me even though some information will have conflict conflicts between each other i still just take the notes be like okay just still have an open mind let's just see how this plays out kind of thing but I wanted to thank you very much. And I'll have a link in the description for her podcast. And Pip is going to share this episode on her podcast. Yeah. And have y'all links on there. <laughs> right. So it was, 
I have two YouTube videos. Anything that's uh, ancient Egypt or Atlantis stuff, that information is more on the Guardians of Magic YouTube channel. Anything that deals with the New Earth and uh, New World Order series or Tracy Mahan, the channel, when she's channeling Daniel, all that's on the QRE network. Cool. Thanks, Jason. Yeah, I could talk to you for hours, but if I didn't have a client, I'd stay on for yeah, longer. <laughs> yeah, let me know how it goes. I'm, I I'm, will. I'm interested to see if there's any con connectivity between the two. Be like, yeah. Oh my God. Thanks, Jason. Enjoy <laughs> the rest you. of the evening. I'll speak to you soon. All right. You take care. You too. Bye. Bye. -bye.